First, sorry, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Um, we'll take the time to read the verses because the word of God is more important than what I have to say. So we shall all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1 unto verse 14. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came to be a witness. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to be a witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts as we send our thoughts on the phrase found in verse 14. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Father in heaven, we're thanking you for the word and for the singing of the songs and for the time spent here in your courts, the prayer and the testimonies. And Oh God, we thank you for enlightening and empowering us and your Holy Spirit presence here among us today and each time that we come. Father and our God, we give you thanks for the wonderful opportunities we have had in 2021 to meet in your courts. While others seem to be very comfortable meeting on Zoom. Oh God. A million times we say, thank you, thank you, and thank you. May you bless each one present here tonight. May your words speak to us. That our hearts will be comforted and we will challenge and encourage to go on out and sow the seed Lord, that the seed might germinate and bring forth in abundance. That souls would be saved, baptized, and added to this church. These mercies we ask to Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated. God is with us. Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Someone Ask me, Granddaddy, (laughs) 
is your greatest Christmas gift this year? I said, my family being with me. I thought you were going to say, your new car. The new car comes second. My family comes first. For the past seven years, my greatest Christmas gift has been the privilege of having my family with me. This year is slightly a little different because Asher is not here. But nonetheless, I just enjoy the privilege and the joys of having my family in Nevis and in Shiloh. God has blessed me with four sons, three daughters. A fourth is yet to come, and if we have to wait any longer, Mrs. Maynard, you and I are going to have to go back to the drawing board. But, um, <laughs> whether they are sons or sons-in-law or daughters or daughter-in-law, they are daughters and sons, Micah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> They don't have to give me a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to put in my basement or someplace, you know, in a box. <laughs> I also have a bunch of brothers and sisters here in Shiloh who just bring me a whole great ton load of joy to have loving brothers and sisters in Christ. And I could not ask for anything more. God has been with us ever since he created man. But some people are not aware that God is with us. In the prayer of Moses in Psalm 90 and 91, he said, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. In Psalm 91 and verse 1, he goes on and he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The truth is, God is with us. But the question is, are we with God? I'm very concerned about a lot of things that happen during Christmas time because in all of it a lot of times the Christmas message get lost and gobbled and one time we should be thinking about the benefits of God with us 
And the significance of the incarnation of Jesus Christ, we're thinking other things. And we're getting busy and involved with a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with Christmas. This evening, however, very briefly, look like I have 12 minutes. I don't see what I'm going to get through in 12 minutes. We are going to consider just two things. And so we have two points only. And I'll give you the two points, but we have some sub-points under them, so you'll have to keep writing. Point number one, the significance of the incarnation. And point number two, the benefits of God dwelling with us. Or you might want to say the benefits of the incarnation. But preferably, since our topic is God is with us, we'll make the second point. The benefits of God dwelling with us. Alright, so back to point number one. The significance of the incarnation. The meaning of the word incarnation, it means simply the endowment or the embodiment or the endowment of the human body in that Christ, Jesus Christ taking on a human body. And this is, it was absolutely necessary for him to bring about our redemption. Without the incarnation, there could not have been any redemption. In light of this, we must seriously, seriously take seriously the condescension of Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, I mean being in heaven, the God-man condescended, came down to us as a baby. Brethren, this is no small amount of condescending, going down, way down, humbling himself. He humbled himself and was born of a woman. I have difficulties understanding how this could happen. The God-man being in a woman's belly for nine months, come on. And being born the processes of such being born that I had difficulties that I want to see my children born and they say, no, you can't. I had an argument with them, but they said, anyway, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. But, you know, in that they don't even want me to see it. And God allow his son to go through that. What humility. He became one of us and was born just like us. He faced death for us. Interceded for us. No other religion in the world. None. Can come close to Christianity. 
None of them have a God that serve them. And here we have a God that serve us in sending his son dying for us. God serving his people. You tell me which other God serve its people. They got to be serving this God. They got to make this God and then they got to worship them and they got to maintain them. They got to protect them. We don't protect God. God protects us. Because of the incarnation, Christ understand our suffering. He put aside what is his in order to provide for you and I so that we could gain what he has provided for us and secured for us from the very beginning. So we see here, three things here, and you might want to put these down, and then we look at them in one by one. Jesus became one of us. Jesus faced death for us. And Jesus is interceding for us. God with us. Emmanuel being interpreted. God with us. And I'm not sure that that message has gotten across to a lot of people as yet. Even Christians. That God has chosen to be with us. Probably... That is why I understand, appreciate so much with my, with my children and grandchildren being with us, my wife and I. We appreciate that. Some people prefer that their children be in foreign land and so they could get a lot of burial during Christmas. I hear about a lot of burial in this place here. I didn't see one of them because I didn't go over there. I thank God. Listen, the last place I want to be seen at Christmas is over at the port or down at the post office. Never! I thank anybody and everybody for not sending me any burial at Christmas. Because Christmas Eve day it's a day that I don't want to be seen. I got in my garden and I hide from everybody. I don't want to see a soul. Trying to get this vehicle for me, they had some difficulty, and I tell them, listen, please, I'll get it by Thursday because I don't want to be in no confusion on Friday and Saturday. And lo and behold, they tell me Friday afternoon, come Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, come pick up Then they say, Pastor Mena, no, 4.30. Well, four o'clock they call and say, please don't come again because we got the insurance late for you and you can't drive the car, so you got to come back tomorrow. I say, Lord, what trouble is this for me? I got to be down there on Friday. The last thing I wanted, because Friday, I told him a long time, I said, listen, please, Father, I'm going to do this thing, get it by Thursday because I don't want to come down here on Friday. Well, I had no choice. I had to go and get it. Beggars are not choosers. Well, let's move on here. Um, <coughs> Jesus became one of us. You want to turn to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. There is no way that I could preach this without reading this. This is a passage that I love. This is sweet. This is beautiful. Let me say, John's Gospel, chapter 1. 
especially 1 to 14, the entire chapter, is a very profound passage. I have it partially memorized. You need to partially memorize John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, capital W. Notice that capital W all over it. The word, the word, the word. The word was God and the word was with God. But I think this is sweet. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. And then later on, verse 16 says, And his, of his fullness have we all received. And grace for grace. Grace all over the place. Amen. And some people can't appreciate that. It's grace of God that we are here in our life. And so now I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 2 again. Another wonderful passage. And we just have to read all of these verses. We can't over, uh, you know, just run through this really. Verse 5 through 11. We'd like to read all of it. But um, I talk here about chapter 2, the humanity of Christ. And it's not only the humanity here of Christ, but should have been the humanity of Christ and the humility of Christ. Humanity and the humility of Jesus Christ. Both of them. Uh, well, it says, let me read verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who? Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made... In the likeness of sinful men. And being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore. God also. Hath highly exalted him. And has given the name which is above every name. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? And the chapter goes on. But here we see that Jesus Christ humbled himself and became human as the pastor said earlier, 100% God, 100% man. He became one of us. And some people can't appreciate that. The condescension means he lived and understand and participate in our grief and our struggles. And he, in all point, was tempted like as we are and yet without sin. Christ has conquered all that troubled us. He will not forget us because he's one of us. Again, we have to read Hebrews chapter 2. 
like Philippians chapter 2. And we'll just read 16, 17, and 18. I would have liked to read more of it, but in the interest of time, I will only read uh, verses 16, 17, of, and 18 of Hebrews chapter 2. Another wonderful, glorious chapter. Christ, the heading on this, if you have headings in your Bible, the heading on this over chapter 2, it says, Christ made like unto his brethren. No fellows, no folks, no guys. Christ made like unto his brethren. And beginning with verse 16, in the interest of time, because we're going to come back and we're going to read more of this chapter from verse 9. But at this point, uh, under this particular heading here, uh, Christ became one of us. Hebrews 2, 16, 17, and 18. For Verily he took on him the nature, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren. No fellows, no folks, no guys. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two here. Jesus faced death for us. Back to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. But we see Jesus, and I hope you have Hebrews chapter 2, as I told you. We see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for certain people. Amen? Uh, for every man. Jesus has tasted death for every man, everybody. Those who are not included, they excluded themselves. For it became him. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. He suffered death for us. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to be called their brethren. No fellows, no folks, no guys. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church will I sing praises unto him or unto the amen. Amen. 
Amen. Well, I'll stop there at this time. But brethren, Jesus Christ shared our humanity in his death to destroy him who had power over death, that is Satan, and free those whose lives are held and were held in slavery by their fear of death. Brethren, no more have we need to fear death. Now, it doesn't mean that you go there and drive crazy and do stupid things. But if the time comes that God is calling you home, for heaven's sake, lie down and behave yourself and go on home. And God help me, nobody got to tie me down with no rope when it's time for me to go. Just give up the ghost, you're going to a better place. And remember that you're going to rise first and we'll come after you. So anyway, but um, I, I'm not in any hurry. Eh? I'm going to live till I die. He faced that for us. And because he faced that for us, Christ knows our fears in times of suffering and our pains. His suffering was solely for you and for me. He did, he did not deserve that. But he chose to do it for you and for me. Not only that, thirdly, Jesus Christ is interceding for us. Well, in the interest of time, I'm not going to read these again. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 16 to 18, and 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. I'm going to leave out a lot of this. And we're going to move on to this, the point number two. Point number two. The benefits of God dwelling with us. Psalm 91 and verse six, 1 to 16, which I will not take the time to read. Everybody should have Psalm 91 partially memorized. Psalm 90 and 91. Psalm 91 is the second half of Moses' prayer. It's sort of one psalm, but it was divided into two. I don't know how they went about chopping up some of these psalms and some of the chapters of the Bible. But really, Psalm 90, or Psalms 90 and 91, is one prayer, the prayer of Moses. And so we look only at Psalm 91, and I'm not going to read the verses, verses 1 to 16, and I'm just going to list the uh, 10 of the benefits of God dwelling with us. Brethren, God dwelling with us is a beautiful thing. And we need to dwell with God. And we need to spend time in the courts of God. We need to spend time at home with our family and spend time praying with God. It's a beautiful feeling when you pray in the morning and you read the word of God and you get nice music. Those are three highlights of my day. Praying. I roll off my bed and I pray. Sometimes I pray with my wife. Sometimes she pray by herself because I, uh, she, she likes to work deep into the night. I like to go to my bed early. And so by the time she come me down, I'm going to sleep. And uh, <clears throat> I set my clock and I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I do not bother to wake her up. 
I just roll off my bed and I got on my knees as long as I could pray sometimes I cannot spend all the time on my knees because I don't want to have knees replacement so sometimes I get up and I stand up and I pray because my knee hurts a bit and so I, I, I try to Lord forgive me that well I, I'm sure the Lord I don't have to ask the Lord forgive me understand that I don't spend all my time praying on my knees sometimes I sit on my bed and I go in my office right there next to my bedroom and I sit down and I pray when I'm finished praying I read and then I play my music, breathing. It just set your day right. Spend time with God. Young off the stupid television and thing, and the iPad and thing, and spend time with God. How much time you spend watching television? Brethren, in a month, I probably spend 10 minutes watching television. They're looking at something. Daddy, come, look, 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 look. God damn it. <laughs> Brethren, my blood pressure is under control because me yank off the news. If you have high blood pressure, no, Mr. Sayno, they said, you, the best cure for high blood pressure is turn off the television, turn off the news. Anyway, let's move on here. Number one, 10 Benefits of dwelling in the secret place with God. God with us. God is here with us and some people don't realize it. You will have protection and deliverance. Amen. Psalm 91 verses 1 to 3. Right fast. Number two. Not only that you will have deliverance and protection. That could be number one and number two. Whatever time that the world needs deliverance is right now. Is right now. We need more deliverance from man than we need from Corona. I fear man. When I say fear, I don't even want a better word for fear. But let me tell you something. Afraid. I fear man more than how I fear Corona. You know, some people afraid Corona. That they not open the church now for in three months. It's gonna be two years. Some churches are not open because they afraid Corona. God be thanked that this church is open. We're not afraid of Corona. Is man not afraid? Man is evil, wicked. Brethren, have you heard of so much abduction in the United States? People abducting little children. A lady was playing with a baby outside on a lawn, and apparently she went in the in the in the in the, in the, in the house for something. Three days ago, and when she came back. Not a baby. A three-year-old child was there, probably in a swing or something, and she just went in the house. By the time she came back, the child is not there, and up to now they can't find the child. And this is not only for children, 16-year-old, 23-year-old. One of them was just there outside a place, just sitting in a car, and they have not seen her again. Three days ago. We need to be afraid of man more than we're afraid of Corona. <laughs> corona is not as deadly as man. Man kill you for no reason. Number two, he will cover you from your enemies. Psalm 91 and verse 4. Number three, you will have fear. You will have no fear in your life. 
Psalm 91, verses 5 and 6. I cannot take the time to read those. Number four. No evil will befall you. Psalm 91, verses 7, 10, 11, and 15. Number five. Angels will guard and protect you. Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. If you have your Bible, you can look at it, but I cannot take the time to read them. Number six. You will have authority and power over Satan and his demons. Amen? Psalm 91, verse 13. Is not Mr. So is the Bible. Number seven. Okay, um, you got number six? Finish? Number seven. God will answer your prayers. Psalm 91 and verse 15. Amen? Amen. Pastor Wayne, God answer your prayers, right? I apologize. I apologize. Please forgive me. Am I forgiven? Okay. God will answer your prayers. Whether even prayers that you don't pray. Listen, one month ago, I had no idea and I did not see that I was going to be blessed with a new car. I did not pray about it. I was not thinking about it. I did not see that coming. I was not. I had already prayed, and I remember I testified here that we have bought our last car. And when I said it, I did not know I was prophesying. I didn't know that they don't lend old people money at the bank. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have any plan to buy any new car, any more car. But God see it fit that that one day was eight years old and it was time to go. And that in two years' time, if he doesn't come at all, I'll need another car. And so he tell me, go ahead and take it now because in two years' time, you're going to be worse off because they don't lend all people money at your age. What are you going to happen two more years from now? Well, I learned something new. I think, honest to God, I did not know that they don't, they don't lend all people money. <laughs> we wanted to keep the old car, the other car, because we had really got attached to it because we told it. Be good, you know, be good to us because you're the last one. <laughs> so it was so nice to us for the good of those of you who were not here last Sunday. And I just, you know, couldn't get over it. My wife said, Eric, please, let me see the car one more time. Tillis can't say, bring the car, bring the car now. Because we need the number plate of it. She said, Eric, I want to see the car one more time. She came out and looked at it and touched it like, we are sorry, apologize. That we told you that we're not going to change you. We have to change you. And me too. First time in my life I got attached to a vehicle or two things. I don't get attached to things. And it's because I already decided no more. I ain't buying no more cars. But God answer prayers. Amen. Somebody, some of you must have been praying. Lord, provide Pastor Maynard with a new car because it's not me. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, thanks to TDC. <clears throat> Number eight. God will be with you in trouble. Amen. Amen. Psalm 91 and verse 15. He will be with you in trouble. God with us. We are talking here. What are you talking about? God being with us. Emmanuel. What are the benefits of God being with us and we being with God? Number nine. We got to read this one because I like this one. You will be blessed with long life. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Many people think that God has a stamp, a time stamp on everyone. He doesn't. But this verse here reveals that how we live, our lives will be judged that way. By how we live. You live recklessly. You don't have time for God. You really expect God to be with you. And so, how we live will determine how we die and when we die. So, if we dwell with God, he promised he will satisfy us with long life. Amen. 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 Let us read the one verse, the verse 16, because I like that. And then we finish with number 10, the next one. The next verse, verse 16. Oh, well, verse 16, I think, has the two of them. All right, let me see if I could find it here very quickly because it's a sweet verse. Psalm 91 and uh, verse 16. It says, well, let me read verse 15. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Amen. Amen. And I will be with him in trouble. Amen. Brethren, there's so much trouble in this world. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. With long life will I satisfy him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. So, number 10. He will show you his salvation. I believe that this salvation here is twofold. Number one, God will show us salvation and deliverance from time of trouble and evil upon this earth. Brethren, the world is going through trouble and turmoil such as he has never seen before. As I was reading and I'm reading through the book of Revelation and I'm almost finished. Because I slowed on because I want to take one chapter for the rest of the, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the year, the rest of the month, the rest of the week. You know, I slowed on. But it said, I mean, one chapter the year talking about the wars coming upon the world. It sounds like we are, I told my wife, it sounds like we are in Revelation already. He said, one war has passed. Another war has come. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One war after another. That's what's supposed to happen in the tribulation. Brethren, after um, Corona, and um, then they have um, Delta, and then what they had again, um, Omnicon, and Omnicom, and Omnigon. Boy, they got, whoa, 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 one war after another. Brethren, God deliver us from all that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That is what I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of Corona, brethren. It's just that I'm going to be careful. But tell Corona, listen, if you come across your head, you know, don't come around here. Brethren, you know what is the cure for Corona? Lemongrass and Moringa. And get your lemon. Moringa is a cure-all. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Uh, 
everybody will come up with a thing. You know, you know, they're making 10 billion out of this thing already, and I'm not going to make a dime out of this thing, and I'll give you all the cure. Number two, he will show us his salvation, his eternal salvation by being with him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Brethren, we have salvation now because we have deliverance from Corona and all the other things that you could think about and all the evil that man wants to bring upon us. But God is able to deliver his people. Salvation and deliverance go together. God is not only with us, but God is in us. God, through his Holy Spirit, lives within us. And we have power over Satan. But too often we allow Satan to have power over us. God is with us in our trials. God is with us in our sorrows. God is with us in our service. And God is with us in our worship. Has, hasn't today been a wonderful day in church? Man, the singing has been just out of this world. Ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, wake up and get in the choir. And those of you who have singing voice, you need to be in the choir and enjoy the blessings. And if you don't have a singing voice, God will give you one if you pray about it and ask him for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, it just does my heart good. Sometimes you might see me there singing and you're probably wondering why he doesn't look so excited. Don't, don't get me excited because if I get excited, boy. You want to see me? Michael, where are you going with your camera? <laughs> Brethren, this can't happen on Zoom. I hope you all are not recording me. <laughs> but I usually pass by the, and I call nobody name. A building there. Building has been closed for a year and nine months. And it looks like they don't even go there to sweep it out. <laughs> you know what happened? They free Corona. Every now and again they call me and say, Oh, we're calling you to keep in touch with our contacts and so on. And I just say, Boy, <laughs> listen, you all have the wrong number, you know. Reverend. <laughs> There isn't anything like being in the courts of God, the house of God. God has given us a beautiful sanctuary, hasn't he? And guess what? It's all paid for. Boy, 2021 has been a wonderful year. Paid off sanctuary. I beg the pastor, please, please, even if you got to take a loan, let's get a loan to pay off for this loan. 
so that we could be able well not really not really that's just a light moment but you know that it was the desire of my heart that this sanctuary be paid off for in 2021 in October and somehow God answered my prayer through some divine miracle that we get the news oh pastor by the way we got the title last week and we were showing it off here last Sunday you, you were here last Sunday? oh the Sunday before you were here last Sunday right? oh right well before you came and man listen it just does my heart good and divine providence would have it that he was not here so I could do it Because God knew it was my desire and my prayer, you know, and he answered my prayer. How this happened? I mean, I don't know. And this brings me no small joy that we, God has done this for us. And this is a sign that God is with us. Amen? If you are not a born again believer in Christ, let me tell you something. You are missing out. I, as far as I can see, I believe and I hope that everyone here tonight, you, you know God for yourself. Brethren, Pastor, I think I mentioned it and you were not here. That if anybody hear me, if I become senile, Lord, please help me that that don't ever happen to me. The last thing I don't want happen to me. But I begin to talk things out of my mind and I begin to turn away from God. Ask God to take me home. I don't see how some people could walk away from God. I scratch my head. How could people walk away from God? What went wrong? Well, God has been too good for me to be thinking about walking away from God. I never you see me hang up in a tree with a suicide note, say I commit suicide. Tell them, even if you look like a hand my hand my handwriting, tell them, no, 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 Pastor Mena did did not do this. Somebody did it. Life is too good. Life with God, brethren. For the rest of the year, just keep praising God. Thank God. God with us. And make sure that you are with God.